it, okay, we say there's no money. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But then them out of the equation of having to talk to them for our needs. You know, me, when I when I want to talk politics, when I want to sit down and talk money, I want to talk money. I, I want to talk mm-hmm. bank talk. When I want to talk about education, I want to talk education. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a brother like me, I'm, I'm brother, once they taught me how to read in school, they was in trouble. I'm self-educated. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't go to college. But mm-hmm. I want the knowledge of knowing what I need to succeed. Like, what does it take to spark that in our people and in our young people? Al Yee's hot sauce is the spirit of Savannah in a bottle. Its origins start in the Savannah seafood staple, David's Crab House. Its sweet and spicy flavor has a divine taste that doesn't overpower your food. It complements it. Al Yee's hot sauce is proud of the community support that has pushed this local gym to the national stage. Al Yee's black and purple label represents the people and the financial support of the community. If you're looking for mouthwater and flavor, reach for Al Yee's hot sauce. Visit online at alyeeshotsauce.com and follow on social media at Al Yee Hot Sauce. Al Yee's Hot Sauce. Al Yee for all ye. Al Yee for all ye. I'm Just a Little Toxic Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Callie Code, and this is a special edition. That's right. Uh, as, I guess I should introduce myself. I go by the name of Callie Code. Uh, I'm the host on Love 101.1. In the afternoons, you can catch me weekdays uh, on iHeartRadio's Love 101.1. After all that's out the way. Uh, I'm excited today because I have Mr. Anthony Phillips with me at this Meet the Candidates uh, forum that we have today. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing I'm, great. I'm so excited to be a part of this. Uh, as we look into going into May 24th, we're getting ready for the primary. What uh, inspired you to put together this event to have all these candidates uh, be accessible to the people? Well, accessibility is, is the key here. We want uh, people to know who's out there and who really cares. And I thought this would be a great opportunity to introduce uh, great candidates to all of humanity. I need people to understand that there are qualified people out there and that we need to, we need to support them and we need to be behind them. So tonight we have a litany of, uh, of uh, candidates that I think will make a difference for our community and the state. How, how important do you see this uh, upcoming election in Georgia in 2022? I know a lot of people are mostly uh, fully energized to participate in presidential races, but this is very important for the state. Um, what do you want the people to get out of this? Well, first of all, it's, it all starts at home. Right, right. And if you don't take care of home fully, actually you can't take care of anything beyond home. Right, right, right. This is an opportunity for us to take care of home, mm-hmm. but we are taking home to a state level. Okay. We want people around the, under, the state to understand that as we are energized here in Chatham County, they need to be energized in their counties. And we hope that everyone uh, will see where we are and learn from what we are trying to get accomplished here. We want them to know that there are people that care and we want to give them support and we want them to support, uh, we want them to support us in our cause. So that's why we are doing it this way. We want to educate the general public as to what's possible. And this is a good thing. And we I, recognize it. I, I like what you said, too, because you said Georgia's so vast and so different. Uh, you have cities, you have big major cities. That's right. And you have a lot of small rural places. Uh, you have beaches, you have inland. Uh, how do we kind of connect this thing for one Georgia, for every Georgian to see the benefit of participating in voting? Well, listen, we, we, we have uh, a spectrum of candidates here from uh, the congressional candidate here uh, in that district to uh, uh, our state uh, labor commissioner, 
uh, a House of Representative um, voter uh, poll, uh, two actually, uh, two, another House uh, seat. Everyone is represented here. Mm -hmm. and, and everyone here makes a difference in the smaller community and the greater community. And that's what we're trying to get people to understand. Uh, if we want to make a mark on the world, if we want to make a difference with humanity, we have to participate wherever we're standing. Okay, and we're standing here this evening. Sure. And what we're trying to do is educate people and help them to understand that there are good people here that can give us great representation and, rate and, and, and represent everybody. Not a select group, but everybody. That's what we want. You know what, uh, Mr. Phillips, I have to ask you, what in your mindset makes a good candidate? Someone that understands that you are making a sacrifice for service. Mm -hmm. Service is what this is all about because no one is paying you to do this. Right, right. Okay, you, 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 these individuals sacrifice their time, they, they sacrifice their jobs, they sacrifice their families to do something for someone else. Mm -hmm. Okay, my thing is if someone can take the time to do that for us, we need to take the time to help them mm -hmm. by coming out and, and helping them raise some money for their campaign. This is not free, right, right, okay? Right. And people want to know, well, man, how did that person get in? They're not taking care of us. Well, we didn't speak. Yeah. We need to speak with dollars. Mm -hmm. right. You know, uh, I want people to understand that we have set up uh, a GoFundMe, right, 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 right. Let's Win Now. Let's win now, definitely. Okay. And, and make sure you go to GoFundMe.com and check out uh, Let's Win Now so you can support. Uh, right. And we, we, we're not asking for $1,000. We're asking for $5, $10, right. Or, right. Uh, or $15, $20. You know, we're going to reach 27,000 people tonight. If I can get a five, if I can get a thousand people to get $5, that gives some candidate here a head start in making a difference for all of us. Right. And, and I like that. That's well said. Uh, Mr. Phillips, uh, what are some of the things you're doing in the community? Because I know this isn't the first thing you've done. It's not the only thing uh, you're doing. What are some things that you're contributing to the community? Well, um, I'm a local elder in my church, and uh, I operate, or we operate, actually, at the West Broad Seventh-day Adventist Church. We operate a, uh, a community service center. Uh, I'm responsible uh, for feeding our community. And that's what we do. We clothe our community. Uh, we provide food, and, uh, food for our community. Uh, quarterly, we are having a, a giveaway. We're uh, currently instituting a, a free shower Thursday. Wow, wow. Okay, wow. Uh, for homeless people, they can come to us. We're also going to be cutting their hair, washing their hair, setting their hair. Uh, we're trying, we, we are desperately trying to change lives and save lives. And this is a great opportunity to help ourselves as a people, wow. as a whole, wow. for all of humanity. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Mr. Phillips, I, I, I thank you so much for putting this together. Uh, we're so excited. Can't wait to talk to all the candidates. Uh, is there a way that people can get a hold of you and, and contact you if they have anything in the community they want to connect with you about? Well, they can. Uh, you can reach me uh, at uh, a new uh, email uh, site. I don't have it right here. I'll, I'll uh, make sure I get it up on the screen. Okay, we can do that. Uh, I, I, I'm going to start posting. We're going to build a site where we can keep people abreast of what we're doing in this community to help others. Definitely. definitely. That's what we need to do. Okay. I also want people to understand beyond the 24th of May, 
there's still going to be a general election. Right. So we're going to do this again. Tonight is just the first step toward the end goal. Right. The end goal is to win. We're hoping that we can win now with some of our candidates in, in the primary. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we have the best candidate that we could put forward that we can win with. If you want to make a difference, send us a few dollars. If you really want to make a difference, get out and vote. And when you get out to vote, vote down, vote down your ballot. Don't look at the first one or two candidates and say, I voted. Vote for everyone on that ballot. It makes a difference. Very important. Make a difference. Get out and vote now. Thank you very much. Hey, well said, Mr. Phillips. Uh, we got more coming up on the I'm Just a Little Toxic podcast, special edition, meet and greet the candidates. We'll be back. Hello, Coastal Georgia. I'm Dr. Michelle Monroe, and I'm running for Congress. Are you ready for change? I know I am. Buddy Carter doesn't believe that Georgians' fair access to medical treatment is his issue. Well, I accept it as mine. Let's work together to make critical changes to the policies that impact you with so much economic turmoil, inflation, and high gas prices. You deserve to know that your congressperson is working for you. I'm Dr. Michelle Monroe, and I approve this message. Commissioner Bruce Holmes has brought progressive change to the community. He has worked diligently to create and grow opportunities to serve and support his community in areas of public safety, quality of life, transportation infrastructure, and business development. When he was elected in 2010, he was the only person at that time who believed in a greater vision for Henry County. When others said it couldn't be done or the opposition was too great, he kept working to make improvements for the citizens of Henry County. Today, Bruce Holmes has a much larger vision for Georgia. That vision is to ensure that we expand healthcare for all, fully fund public schools, fund programs for kids with special needs, improve education in the South Metro, and voting rights. Now Bruce Holmes is asking for your support to make Georgia better for all citizens. He needs your vote on May 24 to make our vision of Georgia a reality and provide much needed leadership for the citizens of Henry and DeKalb County. This is Commissioner Bruce Holmes, and I approve this message. I'm Just a Little Toxic Podcast, a special Meet the Candidates edition. I'm your host, Callie Cole, and we're back. And before we even get started, make sure you guys go to lesswinnowtoday.com if you want to support. That's lesswinnowtoday.com. Now, uh, right here with me, uh, candidate for school board president, uh, Mrs. Ty Whitley. How you doing? Whitely. Whitely. I said it. I said it again. Whitely. <laughs> Let me get it right. See? I'm great. Whitely. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We are already having a little conversation rolling, so I'm already excited. Um, first, the people want to know um, what qualifies you to run for school board president or to be the school board president. So first and foremost, I was born and raised here in Savannah, Georgia. I am a product of our school system, so I have greatly benefited from my education here. I am a classically trained clarinetist. I was a honor roll student in uh, elementary school. I learned Spanish, French, and Japanese. So I greatly benefited from the opportunities here. And so I want to expand those opportunities for students here. I believe in the students in Chatham County. I think we have the best and brightest here. And I believe if we give them the tools to be successful, that they can go on to be whatever they wish. So I've been working on the ground level for about a decade, volunteering in the schools. And I've built those relationships on the ground level with teachers, administrators, parents. Let's bring that knowledge and that experience to the board 
because we set policy, we pass the budget, we hold the superintendent accountable. It is important that we have someone who believes in our schools, mm -hmm. acknowledges that we do have problems, we right, do right, have right, issues, right. but have a positive outlook on how we can solve those issues. Well, you know, you're saying we do have problems, we do have issues. Of course, you're running in Savannah Chatham schools. Uh, Mrs. Whiteley, what are some policies and initiatives you actually want to bring to help out our school system? All of my policies that I want to enact, uh, they center around support. Who do we need to support? Our staff, without teachers, without nutritionists, without psychiatrists, without principals. Who's going to run our schools? Who's going to teach our kids? So policies that recruit, maintain, support our staff. I want policies that promote proactive communication with the community, bringing teachers and staff in so that they can give us their perspective and we can change things on, on that level. Policies that promote the best in our children and I am against any policy that harms children or anyone in this district. Well, I agree with you there. Uh, we were having a conversation earlier and we were talking about testing in schools and it makes me just think about my daughter, she's in school in Georgia and we're like, she's going after school stuff for testing. Mm -hmm. They're setting a, a, aside a whole week just for the kids uh, to prepare for testing and pass these tests for whatever reasons. Uh, how do you feel about testing in Georgia schools or in Savannah Chatham uh, specifically? Right, I think we have one test too many, <laughs> first and foremost. Right, right. Um, testing is a tool, right, in the toolbox that we use to evaluate children, to assess them, to see where we need to work with them, how they are learning across the board in regards to their peers and the state. But testing should not be the be-all, end-all mm -hmm. to our kids um, in their education. We need to diversify testing because we have a diverse body of students. Right. For instance, we have a child, our own child, she does not test well. Mm -hmm. She took a test in Chatham County Schools, it told us one result. Mm. Wow. We took her somewhere else uh, to a learning center and she took a national t uh, test and it told us what we already knew about her, which is she was reading a grade and a half above her grade level. Right. We need to give students those options mm -hmm. and we need to make sure that we have tests that reflect um, a diverse way of, of uh, analyzing our students or testing them. So I think we need to dial it back a little bit because we do have testing in the beginning of the school year, middle, end. Really, the last three weeks of school, you know, or last month really is, is geared toward testing. I think we need to um, talk to our teachers and see how we can modify that testing schedule mm -hmm. so that we can get the best results for our kids. Wow, wow. I'm, I'm hearing a, a concern candidate, but I'm also hearing uh, the parenting in there too. Yes. I like that, you need that. Um, what other, but you know, school, school board and, and being a school board president, it's not just policy, mm -hmm. it's also budgets. Yes. So uh, what are some things that you have, um, experience that you have in actually being on boards and uh, handling budgets? Right. So I have been president of the PTA, oh, president of the school council, and I have been a treasurer for a small budget PTA and a large budget PTA. Uh, I also am a small business owner, so oh, wow. I deal with our budget every day. I've uh, opened a early education center back in 2017. I helped to turn that into a very successful budget, I mean budget, very successful business yeah. with a large budget. So not only have I created budgets, but I have dealt with 
how we move those funds around so that we can meet goals. Uh, I have projected, you know, the use of funds from the beginning of the school year to the end of the school year. And I have been accountable for those funds as well. So divvying the funds out, uh, making sure that I'm following regulations and policies concerning those funds and raising money for the right causes. So we have a big budget. We need to make sure those dollars are going to the places they need to go. Where do they need to go? Programs that support our kids, wraparound services. So we need more psychiatrists, more social workers, uh, things that are gonna support our parents, things that are gonna support our staff, relationships with our businesses and our communities. We need right. to make sure that those dollars are going there so that we can build a well-rounded school system because mm -hmm. it takes a village, right? right to raise, to raise children. Right. Right. And so our budget and how we spend those funds need to reflect that. Wow, wow, wow. I really enjoyed this interview, Mrs. Whitley. Whitley, excuse yep. me. But <laughs> I want to say, um, as a parent, just hearing the, the certain things and the concerns you have, I mean, that's what we're thinking about every day. And we, people want somebody to connect like that. So it's very important that you have the, the, uh, those parent binoculars on when mm -hmm. you're talking to parents. I like that, Mrs. Whiteley. Um, just heading into uh, the, the election, heading into it, what's the biggest uh, challenge you believe we're facing in Savannah Chatham Schools? Like what, what's the first thing, if you get in office, what's the first thing you want to tackle? By far, it is staffing. So teachers are leaving, not just in Chatham County, but around the nation, they are leaving in droves. Right. Who is gonna educate our kids? Right. 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 I say, I've said this before, the pandemic has showed me that I do not want to educate my own children, <laughs> right. that I need support. And I always tell my uh, children's teachers, help me help you help my child. I'm gonna do that on the board level as well. Help me help you help our children because we have about 38,000 of them. So if we support our staff, if we make sure that they have uh, the services that they need, mental health services, uh, breaks, planning time, right, right. things so that they can take a breather and actually do their job, parapros in uh, you know, pre-K through fourth grade, that allows us to support our teachers and our staff in a way so that they don't feel burdened and maybe that they don't feel as stressed out and listening to them. You know, our staff will tell you exactly what they need. Right. And they have in the past may have told someone what they need, but it wasn't delivered. We need to deliver on those things. So if we can get our staffing under control, then we can make sure that we have those teachers and other staff to teach our children and support our school system. Without them, we don't have a school system. Wow, awesome. Yeah. I appreciate you for doing the interview. Uh, there you have it, Ty Whiteley for school board president in Savannah Chatham Schools. Uh, let the people know where they can uh, get a hold of you. Yes, so I wanna make it very clear to the, the public that the primary is my election. So May 24th, one and done, elect Ty Whiteley. Uh, this is not my primary, so mm -hmm. one and done on May 24th. Early voting's already started. Go ahead and vote. But you can reach me uh, at Facebook at votefortywhitely.com. Um, at vote for Ty Whiteley, I'm sorry. Uh, my website, www.vote4tye.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram at votefortywhitely. Awesome. I appreciate you so much. Hey, I'm just a little toxic podcast. We have more coming up. And uh, that was my conversation with Ty Whiteley for a uh, school board president.
Thank you so much. Joyce Griggs has failed to pay for services of prior campaigns she's ran in recent years, claiming because she's lost her obligations to pay are null and void. She currently owes over $5,000 in services provided in marketing and media promotions and made no amends to resolve it. Leaving local business owners with the burden of doing the work and not receiving pay for services all during the course of a pandemic. How can we trust her to manage a state budget? How can we trust her to serve the people and not her own personal agenda? She claims she is fired up and ready to go. But what is she ready to go about? herself. We do not need this type of self-serving leadership in office that does not serve the people of Georgia on a national level. Recently, Joyce lost her privileges to serve as a lawyer in the state of Georgia due to being disbarred from the practice based on unethical behavior. Joyce Griggs is not for the people and has no real plan to move Georgia forward. On May 24th, say no to Joyce. This message is paid for and sponsored by the Committee to Stop Joyce Griggs. No, we will not rejoice. Are you tired of using over-the-counter products that contain chemicals and byproducts? It's time to make a positive decision that'll change your life. It's time to start saying no to those products and make your skin pop. Now introducing Oh My Shea Body Butter that will magically melt into your skin on contact and will leave you feeling renewed and in balance. Changes in the seasonal weather and life stressors will bring about dryness and chafing in the skin, feet, hands, and hair especially. Oh My Shea products will moisturize, condition, hydrate, and invoke calm energies within to help combat each daily mission you face. Oh My Shea contains organic ingredients such as raw shea butter, coconut oil, mustard seed oil, castor oil, cocoa butter, Jehovah, and vitamin E oils to thoroughly hydrate and nourish your skin. Log on to ohmyshea.com to find out more. Start looking good and feeling great with Oh My Shea. I'm Just a Little Toxic Podcast. I'm your host, Callie Cold, and uh, this is the special edition, uh, meet and greet with the candidates edition. Uh, and right now, I have Judge Joe Huffman, who's uh, running for recorder's court in uh, Chatham County. How you doing? I am doing amazing. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, I, when I hear recorder's court, the first thing I'm thinking is, hmm, now what, now what is that? For the average mind, I kind of have an idea of it, but you know, just to explain it to people, what is Recorder's Court? Well, first of all, thank you for setting us up. Thank you for having these uh, opportunities for these candidates and for me to present and answer questions. Uh, recorder's Court's traffic court. Mm -hmm. um, it deals with all traffic matters. Uh, and in Chatham County, it also deals with all criminal matters. So in addition to traffic citations, Recorder's Court deals with all misdemeanors. Misdemeanors carry penalties up to 12 months in jail or $1,000 fines or less. And preliminarily, it deals with all felonies. It can deal with issues of bond, preliminary hearings. Um, and so recorder's court is, cr is a criminal court only. Doesn't do uh, divorces, doesn't do lawsuits, medical malpractice, anything like that. It's traffic, uh, misdemeanor criminal offenses, preliminarily felony criminal offenses, and also all ordinances in the cities. It's just so when you call it traffic court, people know what you're talking about. So that, that's a that's a vast variety of, of things you're dealing with. Uh, what kind of background you got? Where are you from uh, to actually you know take on such a job like that? So I'm from Savannah, uh, Windsor Forest Elementary, Duran Middle, Savannah High School, and then I finished up at the Arts Academy. Uh, I went to undergrad and got a saxophone performance degree. Realized I would never make it doing that, so I came home. I uh, came home. And I became a police officer. My brother and I joined Savannah Chatham Metropolitan Police Department. We wanted to find a way to give back to the community. And that was the um, not easiest way to do it, but it was the most impactful we thought we could contribute. Uh, after four years uh, being exposed to the legal system, I wanted to go to law school. So I got into Georgia State Law. 
Um, while there, I got my law degree and a uh, Master of Public Administration from the Andrew Young School of Policy Studies. And I came back, and ever since, I have been practicing as a defense attorney, a prosecutor, a guardian ad litem, a mediator, um, and most uh, importantly, in connection with this position, I have been operating and presiding as a judge in six different courts in this county. So yeah, you you got you kind of have a handle on what's going on here. Not so much of a handle, but uh, a, know a little bit of everything that's going on and uh, different cases and different things that will be coming across your way. That's that's good. That's I, I, he's a man of the people. I like that. Uh, so why are you actually running for a recorder's court judge? So ultimately, I'm running for recorder's court judge. Uh, I give this analogy all the time. Everyone here who hears it will maybe roll their eyes. Growing up, I knew how to change a tire. Mm -hmm. I knew, uh, I knew how to change a tire if there was a flat. So my brother and I, we would ride around. If we saw people on the side of the road needing help having to change their tire, we'd get out, help change that tire. It is a horrible feeling being on the side of the road by yourself trying to change your tire, okay? This is an opportunity, given my vast background as a police officer, prosecutor, defense attorney, guardian ad litem, and now judge to change the tire in recorder's court. There's an opportunity for me to do my part. I would be basically letting everything I've done and gathered and ed got myself educated go to waste if I didn't at least try to make this happen. Um, you know, I have seen things done the right way, I've seen things done the wrong way. And I'm not saying that everything I do is right, but I try my hardest. And so I am trying to become a recourse court judge because I have what it takes. I have the comprehensive background experience and experience so that when I'm presented with cases, when I'm presented with situations, nothing is new, but at the same time, nothing is too commonplace. So I'm not shocked by anything, but I'm well prepared to deal with anything. And so it's an opportunity for me to take and put to use everything that I've built my life serving this community in all those different ways to now serve in this way. Wow, uh, you sound like you already know what you want to do, Judge. Uh, what, what are some of your plans and your goals for the community as Recorder's Court Judge? The goal of any judge, period, no matter what level, juvenile court, Recorder's Court, Magistrate Court, State Court, Superior Court, Supreme Court, Court of Appeals, equal justice under the law. There is no other higher ideal than equal justice under the law. Without that, the justice system doesn't work for everyone. And when the justice system doesn't work for everyone, it doesn't work for anyone, period. Right, right. And so how do you ensure equal justice under the law? Equal justice under the law is not equal results. Mm. It does not mean that everybody gets out on bond, everybody gets no fines, everybody goes to jail, everybody is treated with due regard as a human being. Right, right. We are in this human experience together. We have to act like it. It is not us versus them, we are all us. We are all them. And as a judge, you're in a position to have cases presented to you in an individual basis to where you can have the ability to provide insight and give results with an equal process regardless of the outcome. You know, diversion programs, different uh, programs of how to be held accountable, all of that is irrelevant if you don't strive for equal justice under the law. It's all irrelevant. So my goal as a recorder's court judge is to do my best to ensure equal justice under the law. Wow, wow, I really like that answer. That was, that was very insightful, and uh, sounds like you care about all the citizens. Uh, I like that. Uh, before we go, uh, what sets you apart from the other individuals who are running for a recorder's court judge? So there's two other individuals running. What sets me apart is my background. Um, I have not done only and acted in only one aspect of the legal system uh, in my career. There's nothing wrong with acting and practicing in one area of law. There, that's fine. I have just had the ability and opportunity to do more, and essentially done it all. Um, and so what sets me apart is my background and experience gives me, the for, uh, gives me the ability to put into practice what I've learned as a police officer. I learned quickly as an officer a couple of things. One, if I arrested 150 people in my career, 
that's 150 people of uh, I arrested, I put into jail. Mm -hmm. I more than likely was the one police officer that put one of those 150 people in jail. To them, I will have a lasting impact on the rest of their life. They will always remember me as having arrested them, right, for an alleged violation of the law. That was instilled in me to treat everybody in that capacity as an officer as an individual. There, we're not cookies. You can't have cookie cutter solutions as a police officer. You have co can't have cookie cutter solutions uh, in the legal field or as a judge. So I learned in that area of practice of being a law enforcement officer, everybody deserves to be treated equally. Similarly, I have presided over 7,000 cases as a judge. And I have done my best to make sure that in those 7,000 different proceedings, that person is likely, before me, going to remember me as potentially the only judge they ever had to deal with. I have to act and treat it as though they're my only person that I am encountering with, someone who's been accused. Right. And so what sets me apart is the ability for me to draw back on that experience to make sure that I continue to do those things, to treat everyone equally, individually. The best part about my experience as a judge, you don't have to worry about the kind of judge I'm going to be. You can, kind of, you can see the kind of judge I am now. Wow. Because how I, how I have been, I am now, it's how I will be. It is what it is. Equal justice under the law doesn't change just because I'm now moving potentially from a part-time municipal court job to a full-time recorder's court job. Equal justice under the law does not mean that I'm going to prejudge cases based on charges. It doesn't mean I'm going to be overly harsh. It doesn't mean I'm going to be overly simplified. It means I'm going to treat everybody individually. I cannot do that. I cannot trust that I can do that if not but for, that's a lot of words, my background. Without my background, I wouldn't be able to do what I think I can do. Right, I mean, because right, right. I know I can do it because I have been doing it. And so what sets me apart is my background. That, that's it. Definitely, definitely. With so much going on right now, we're seeing so much uh, social injustice. I say personally, I'm happy you're running, definitely. How can the people uh, get in touch with you, Judge Huffman? Huffmanforjudge.com. It's got my phone number, it's got my uh, mailing address, it's got my web, I mean, it's my website, obviously. It's got my email address, it's got my Facebook info, huffmanforjudge.com. You can also come and catch me presiding over cases. I will be in Pooler Municipal Court the third Tuesday of the month, which is before the election day. Uh, and then I'll be on the Garden City bench, in, or bench in Garden City Municipal Court the day after election day, so it's not as helpful. But come see how I operate. Um, but huffmanforjudge.com is where you can find me otherwise. But I also have grab a cup of Joe with Judge Joe. Sometimes I have these little coffee get-togethers and different coffee shops around the place. Keep a lookout on Facebook. Join me, ask questions. I can't give you, I mean, I can give you legal advice, and then I'll be unethical and I'd be disbarred, so I'm not gonna do that, all right? So find me, ask questions, I'm out there. And I am of this community, which means I am for this community. So I'm here for you. And there he said it, Judge Joe Huffman, uh, running for Recorder's Court Judge in Chatham. And uh, appreciate you having this conversation. And we'll be uh, looking forward to May 24th, right? Thank you. Definitely, definitely. I'm just a little toxic podcast. We have more coming up with Meet and Greet, the candidate special edition. May 24th, vote for Joe Huffman. Sorry, sorry. I can see right there, May 24th, <laughs> Judge Joe Huffman.
Are you ready to enhance the best in you? Then Sculptures Body Spa at 885 Highway 138 West in Stockbridge, Georgia can help you achieve just that. With over 35 years combined medical experience, we hope to be someone you can trust while you make important decisions about improving your health while enhancing your appearance. Our goal is to help you be the best you inside and out. It's our desire to help you reach your health goals by addressing your problem areas and creating a personal treatment plan with real goals for optimal results. You will enjoy your body sculpting treatments and spa therapies in a private and cozy atmosphere. Expect a peaceful, calming, and comfortable environment for your session while light, relaxing music being played. Our greatest reward is establishing close relationships with our clients and hearing news of the compliments they receive on their natural and refreshed appearance. For more information, call Sculptures Body Spa at 470-377-2552 or visit our website sculpturesbodyspa.com